Welcome to the clean truth, what we like to call bullshit on the status quo. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the clean truth. I'm Don. Back with me is Earlobe Picker, Red. You think that you would uh, be in a good mood today? Why? Because those damn Reds. And Scott sitting across, his team won. Both of you guys. I should be like in a very positive atmosphere today, right? Well, you're a Cubs fan, but... I know, but we're used to losing, so it's okay. Hmm. I'm going to hit number two on your your list today with the Cubs. Positive attitude? My positive attitude about Cubs next year. We're going to get next year. That's what they always say. (laughs) All right, guys. Today we're going to talk about... I don't think we came up with a title for this episode. We just talked about that. There, there's 10 personality traits that I feel like make up a good employee. The same 10 personality traits I feel like make up a good business partner. And the same personality traits I feel like are what makes up a good friend. It's, it's, it all runs together, and I think they're all the same. So I'm going to talk about how that happens and how they correlate with each other. And I think you said a good title for this episode would be being a good human. Yeah, just be a decent human, man. Cool. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into the first one. The first one on my list is being reliable. That's pretty self-explanatory and being a, a very valuable employee is you got to be fucking reliable. you got to show up on time, right? Yeah. I mean... I don't know exactly. Well, I guess I should say on time, yeah. Or early. But you got to be there. you got to be there. you got to be reliable for your boss. Same thing goes for a business partner, I think. you got to be reliable to your partners, or what good are you to them? What good are you to the business? True, yeah. Um, I, I feel like reliable goes under that thing where, like, if you give someone a task, then you should just assume, I guess, assume is a bad word, but just think that that task is going to be done so you can be reliable about finishing your task. I agree. It's my biggest pet peeve. Number two on my list is having a positive attitude. I think number one and number two is what I keep seeing over and over and over again a lot lately. Not only with like our inner workings of our company, but other companies. I see, you know, people that we talk to all the time, especially in the restaurant business, but business in general. Everybody has the same issues. And that's why I wanted to do this. We've covered this topic once. We've covered uh, what makes a valuable employee. I think I did it on the old podcast, but... I wanted to revamp it and kind of talk about how these three correlate, but having a positive attitude. If you're working in your body, if you come in and you're negative Nelly and you give out negative energy all the time, nobody wants to fucking work with you, right? True. And the customers can feel it. Right. And I mean. Your customer service goes down. The whole experience for their end, for what you're providing them, goes down the drain. Well, this always goes back to my uh, thing too, which is either right or wrong, but I just feel like if you are accepting a paycheck from someone, then, I mean, your attitude should be based when you clocked in on that job. You know, everything else should be left at the door and you are accepting payment for your service or, you know, to provide a service that day. So it needs to be top notch. Same thing with being a good business partner, having a positive attitude. Nobody wants to partner with an asshole. I mean, if you're going to be negative all the time, you know, if you guys... If you're partnered with somebody and there's a project going on and you're always the negative end of the energy of that or you're the negative end of that stick, well, who the hell wants that? Same thing with being a friend. You know, that's pretty self-explanatory in a friendship, you know. So you're saying you should have a better attitude in the marketing meetings when I'm giving out all my ideas? 
Hmm. Just saying. She got me. <laughs> no, I have a positive attitude in our marketing meetings. I just try to reel you back in. You're like rainbows, unicorns, throwing out a thousand ideas. And, and you, you like you're take like over the, the rolling turd that sits over there and says everything bad about everything. Whatever. <laughs> All right, moving on to number three. Number three is a big one for me is honesty. I mean, that's, I don't even need to list examples for that one. That one, across all the all three of them, you know, being a valuable employee, being a great business partner, and being a good friend to somebody, if you ain't honest, I, I, don't, I don't need to explain that one. Yeah, I mean, you won't be working with me if you're not honest. Number four is confidence. There, this one can kind of go down in a little gray area here, I think. I think there's a big, there's a, a gray area between confidence and arrogance. And I think crossing that line into arrogance is okay sometimes, I think. I think it depends on when you cross into that. I th- yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's, it's, it's how, you, how it's done, how it's I don't think you but, should cross into that with your boss or superior. True. I, true. Think, I think that confidence can go into a little bit, I don't know if respect is on your list, but um, I think the confidence and respect kind of goes. I mean, you can be confident and I think the worst, I think most people are confident, but they are arrogant about their confidence, right? So if you can be confident and respectful to the person across from you, I think that. Well, maybe in awesome. terms of employment, you don't want to be arrogant with your boss, of course, like you said, but I mean, you don't want to go into a job and have your boss give you a task and then you have to go back and ask him 45 times what, what to do here and there. I mean, you got to be confident that you can get the job done. Well, no, I think the whole confidence too is, um, I think it's okay to, I want to say call out your boss, but you know, I think it, if you are, I guess, confident in your performance or what you are doing and you can back that up, I think that's a good thing. Like, you know, sometimes, uh, I'll tell someone to, do something and I'll go back and they didn't do it my way, but then, you know, their way actually was more effective and they were confident into telling me that. Sure. How would confidence, in your opinion, what, how would confidence correlate into being a good friend? I mean, I, I have a couple ideas, but I wanted to hear yours. Hmm. Confidence into being a good friend. I don't know. That's a hard one for a friend because I guess I really don't think that you have to be confident to your friend. Because so I for me, I've got a lot of buddies that I don't talk to on a normal basis, but I know for a fact I don't have to feather them. I don't have to kiss their ass. I don't have to call them every day. Like we can go. I, I've got five or six buddies that I can go five or six months without talking to. Pick up the phone, call them, say, "Hey, man, you want to go get a beer? You want to grab a workout?" And it's the same as if nothing ever happened. Like, it's the same as if we were just talking yesterday. And I think that, to me, is having confidence and just being being who you are and having that type of relationship. So you're saying not needy. Not that needy. they're not a needy friend. Maybe. Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, I have um, a relationship with a couple of my friends. Well, if you're going to be my friend, you have to, like, you can't be needy. But I don't have time for needy. Sure. And I probably, you won't want me as a friend because I'm not going to, I won't, I'm not there. So I guess, yeah. All right, moving on. Number five is humility, being humble. This is a big one. So, if, I mean, 
you have to have humility in your job. You know, if you're being told that you're not doing something the right way, you can't go scream and pout in the fucking corner and cry about it. Does humble go into um, that friend that always interrupts and always has to one-up you too? Is that considered on this one? I would think so. So that's like, I cannot stand that. Uh, and I, a one-upper? It, a one yeah, I guess. it's So the one that asks you a question but only sets you up to answer what, or to talk about what they want to. I mean, I'm, if you're one of those, I don't speak. I just like, like, cause I, I, I won't, I guess what's a um, compete for the, the airspace of talk. <laughs> I think that's a big one for <laughs> business partnerships too. Uh, yeah. Being humble enough to say we, yeah. Instead of I. Number six on my list is passion, having passion for what you're doing. That one's a little tough for, you know, especially employees for us that they're, you know, that are in the restaurants, you know, and I've always, I feel like I've always done a good job in our staff meetings and when we're talking to our staff and I always tell them like, look, 90% of you guys are in college. I understand that. I understand that you're not going to come in here every day and expect to retire here. It's just not going to happen for 90% of you. You have, I mean, there's ways that, you know, they could advance their career with us and do very well. But for most of them, it's a college job. You know what I mean? Right. And so I've always told them as long as they come in, they have passion for our brand, our customers, and our food and what we're doing while they're here, I'll do anything I can to help them get to where they want to go. The trouble is, is getting them to believe that and understand that. Maybe that's on me sometimes, but it's it's just, I don't, and maybe, I, maybe I'm, what am I trying to say here? Maybe that's not always possible. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think passion's hard for an employee. I mean, I think it, again. Think, I don't think it's that hard. I think if you're working for someone else and it's not your passion to be in that job, it, that's hard for someone to have passion to make you money, you know? But well, that example I can agree with. I mean, if you're not happy doing it, then yeah, you need to go. Then but, you need to go. But I think it's a, I think that's a fine line. You should have, I think, passion as a human. I mean, it's easy to have passion, I think, in clean eats because most of our customers come in, or not most, but there's a lot of customers who come in with, you know, like a dietary need or they've just gotten bad news with health or something like that. So I think passion should, instead of passionate for clean eats, like it should be a passion for the, the customer and their experience or their situation for an employee. What about business partnerships? Being a good partner, having passion for what you're doing. I mean, to me, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I don't I mean, think... If you don't enjoy what you're doing, why the hell are you there? Right. I so, mean, especially a business partner. I mean, if you don't have passion for the product or the, the brand, I don't know how you can elevate that brand. I think there are exceptions, though. You know, like, we've got money invested in things we don't really have passion about, but we invested money in it. We do? We do. I, I don't know about these investments. <laughs> but, you know, being an investor in something, you don't necessarily like, you know, if I wanted to invest in a burger joint. But that's different. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a whole different relationship. I'm talking about like the business partner that you work side by side with. Yeah. And you probably shouldn't invest in that if you don't have like passion in it. How are you going to, are you just doing it as a favor? Sometimes. 
Hmm. That one's tricky. What about passion as a friend? Or would that fall into the friends with benefits? <laughs> I, don't um, have, I don't have any of those, by the way. I'm saying to be my friend, you don't have to have passion for me. <laughs> well, you're easy. Uh, passion. Uh, no, I, I don't know. It's I just, tricky. That one, that one's tricky. I think as a good friend that you should show your other friend your passion for what you're doing. I think that just has a good example and a good, um, you know, standard that if you can sit there and talk, like if I, like my friend, you know, um, I'm, I talk passionate about clean eats and about the future and what I want to do with the business and that kind of stuff. So I think to have passion and bring your passion into your friendship there, but not passionate for your, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think it's inspiring if you can hear your other friend talk so passionate about their business or their life. Sure. And that should inspire you to go after what you want. Number seven is being proactive. I fail. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I am am not proactive at all. Shit. I'm reactive. Huh? I kind of agree with you on that one. Yeah. So being proactive as an employee is, you know, some of the things that a lot of people fail to do all the time. You know, if I'm walking down the hallway and I see trash on the floor, I'm going to fucking pick it up. I go to the bathroom and the trash can's full. I'm going to fucking empty it. Okay. Things like that. All right. Well, I do that. it's not your job doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be done. Well, I'm I'm probably that person. That That can go from emptying the trash (laughs) all the way up to large... Large tasks. I was thinking like proactive. Yeah. So I guess I'm not proactive on my large tasks because I'm still doing the proactive on the little stuff. So I'm still picking up trash when I should be in my office working on something else. Yeah. You like to do grunt work, which there's nothing wrong with that. I like. You like to do things that most people. I know I'm weird. I'm not weird, but. You are very weird. That's pretty explain. I mean, that kind of goes across all three, the same reasons. I mean, just being proactive and, you know, in terms of being a good friend to somebody, being proactive means don't be around whenever you just need them for something. You know what I mean? Like pick up the phone. Hey man, how you doing? Uh, I fail at that one too. I'm terrible. I know I am, but again, I have those confident friends who, if I don't pick up the phone, they know that I'm still there and we can go six months without speaking because they know that we're busy or something. I get it. So. I, got, I got plenty of them. Number eight is being ambitious. I think this one may be very similar to having passion. A couple of these are very similar, but, you know, being ambitious in your job just means that you want to do a good job, I think. And to me, being ambitious means you want to advance, you want to you know, do the best you can to, to keep your career or your job moving forward, right? Yeah. That's what it means to me. Same with being a business partner. You know, if, you get, if you're in business with somebody and you're somebody's business partner, being ambitious means that you want to grow, you want to keep scaling, you want to keep doing good things. I was just laughing because I'm very ambitious with my ideas and stuff. So I would say that. Yeah, for where you fail in number seven, you make up for number eight. That's what I was going to say. You See, you read my mind. I was going to say I fail in seven, but I really make up for it in number eight. So I'm very ambitious, sometimes way too ambitious, which is why I'm not proactive. I could. could I'm solving all my. I don't even need Laura Berkey today. I got my shit covered. 
Agreed. What do you think? How do you think ambitious, being ambitious, having that personality trait would make you a good friend to somebody, though? The friendship thing for a lot of these is hard to explain. Yeah. I say ambitious is like making the lunch date and following through with it, you know, or being ambitious to reach out to know that that person, you know, being proactive, being proactive. Yeah. Ambitious friend. I don't know if they were too ambitious. I'd have to lock them in the closet. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. That's what I want to do to you sometimes. When you have 8,000 <laughs> sure ideas, do. lock you in the closet. Then we can finish our marketing meeting. Then we can let you out and tell you what we came up with. Yeah. Well, um, I'm trying to see which one I would, that's why you don't have a positive attitude in the marketing meetings. I'm very positive. Listen, if, the positive attitude is the one thing that I lack on this list. I'll take it. Are you humble? I'm very humble. <laughs> okay. I get, I'm just kidding. All right. Number nine is grateful. Gratitude. Having gratitude. This might actually be one of the most important ones other than honesty. Is having gratitude. I practice my gratitude every day. I, I have learned I did not sleep very well. Um, probably, probably about four or five months ago, I was having trouble sleeping and, but I would go to bed, um, almost have an anxiety attacks of everything that I knew that I had to wake up in the morning to do. And so actually Laura Berkey told me, she's like, you know, um, she's like, you will never get done everything in a day. So you just have to accept That's that you true. cannot get everything done. There's always something else to do. And, uh, so like, that's what I do. So I start my, when I go to bed at night, I start that and I'm like, okay, I know that I can't get everything done today. But what I did get done was very act or, you know, it was correct. It was good, you know, and all that. And then I go into my gratitude. So normally I fall asleep every night, um, in my gratitude list. Are we getting ready to go through a whole gratitude program? Are you going to do it with me? Oh, yeah. I told you yesterday I was doing it. Oh, I didn't know that. It's 20 days, right? Yeah. 20 days of gratitude. So... And then I usually, um, and we, I've been trying to practice this too, because there's a lot of, um, negative stuff that happens every day in our life. You know, there's, there's all problems, there's, you know, everything. And so I think you dwell a lot on the negative and, you know, there could be we both do. 50 things of positive that. that happened today, but you're going to remember the five things that screwed your whole day up. That's because those five things are literally, they suck the positive things out they suck the positive energy out that you got from everything that happened to you positively which goes into your number six because we have so much passion for this brand and for this business that we take all those things to heart and you know it's hard to keep a positive attitude and be grateful so we've been trying or i've been trying to remind you when you get in those moods about we try to list what positive has happened and being grateful for those things and focusing more on the the better than the bad. To me, being grateful as a, as being a valuable employee and having gratitude and being grateful means being grateful to have a fucking job. Only because in the, in 2019, I've traveled to Haiti. I've been to Taiwan. I've traveled a lot. And I've seen different places of the world where we take a lot of shit for granted here in this country. And the younger people, the younger generation, fuck, I can't even say that. Our society as a whole, young, old, doesn't matter. We take a lot of things for granted. And I think that we're not as grateful for the small things. There's people out there that would love to have a job at McDonald's and make $9 an hour. They don't have that opportunity to. 
where you have some shithead college kid working there for $9 an hour, and he's ungrateful. He's pissed off because he only makes $9 an hour, and he doesn't want to work three days out of the week. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm relating that to yeah. that. I think you should be grateful to have a job. If you're not happy with it, then give it to somebody that will be. I agree. Same with having a business partner. You should be grateful every day you wake up just to have a business. Most people that want businesses can't have them because, one, they don't have the money or they don't have the means to do it. I agree. Same thing with being a good friend to somebody. You should be grateful for that friendship, for that relationship. If you're not, then get rid of it. But there's people out there that don't have friends that are very lonely people that actually take medicine because they're lonely people. And you've got handfuls and handfuls of friends that you don't talk to, that you shit on, that you talk behind their back, whatever, and you're just ungrateful for them. That one's a big one for me because I don't, I mean, having gratitude this day and age is a very hard thing to come by. There's not too many people that have it anymore. I would have to agree. I'll just let you have that one. You said enough. Number 10, the last one on my list is having compassion. You should probably just get up and walk away right now. I fail on this one too. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy that gets like a brain tumor or something. And she's going to try to tell me to put a bandaid on it and get to work. I just think like. That would be cash dreaming in his sleep. <laughs> He's under my feet, by the way. Um, he wanted to chime in on the podcast. <laughs> Our new pit bull that we rescued is sleeping on the floor, and he's growling and barking in his sleep, which is cool. But yeah, he's cool. So right. compassion. Compassion is in in terms of being a valuable employee and being a good employee. Just means, man, having compassion for people. Somebody comes in, has a bad day, try to cheer them up. Customers come in, they have a bad day, try to cheer them up. Or your coworkers, or yeah, anybody really, any human. I, You're having I, a hard time chiming in on this. I am. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not. Like I feel like for customers, you know, that come in, I, I have compassion for them. But what I guess I should explain, I just don't have compassion for stupid stuff. Like I just don't have compassion for if you're telling me. I don't know. I agree with you on that one. I just, I'm like, fix it. Like, quit dwelling. Quit sitting here telling me for 30 minutes to waste my time about it. Just go fix it. Like, I just don't feel that there's not too much out there that can't be fixed besides, like, sickness or, you know, that kind of stuff. So but every, pessimism. You don't yeah. have compassion for pessimistic people. Yeah, I guess. I could see or that. Or whiny. I don't like whiny people Is either. Why being whiny and pessimistic the same thing? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I'm asking. I'm not. Wikipedia. Oh, I thought you were like making. So no, I think they're they're two different people. Pessimistic is the negative attitude constantly, and I don't feel compassion for them because they have bad days, you know. And then the whiny is just someone who just constantly whines, you know, everything. Like it's raining outside. Like well, I guess that's pessimistic too. But anyway, just like you know that the one that just doesn't like the job, the nine dollar, like just that they whine about it. Like well, then go do something. I agree, totally. Like, don't come in my bucket. Just go go do something. So, Or Gracie, you know how she always complains about she has no money. Well, she can work as much as she wants, so go do it. Like, yep. I just don't like, I don't have compassion for bad attitudes or 
bad work ethics and that kind of stuff, I guess. Well, those were the 10 personality traits that I have. Do you think there's one on there that I didn't mention? Can you think of any that I missed? I think being reliable, having a positive attitude, being an honest person, being confident, having humility, having passion for what you're doing, being proactive, being a very ambitious person, having gratitude and compassion. I think all of those run hand in hand in being a decent human. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of maybe that you could just, but it'd probably be ambitious would just be like the work ethic, which I guess that's just being reliable work. I don't know. So yeah, I think you can fit almost everything else in there. So did you say you had all 10 of those? I don't have all 10 all the time. I don't think anybody can have 10 a, at one time. You're a fucking saint if you have all 10 of those at all times, every day. But the majority of the time, you should have at least most of that list. I believe so. I mean, you're gonna, everybody's going to have bad days. Everybody's not going to have a positive attitude every day. But you should strive to have those is, what I, I guess, what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. No, I don't have them. I mean, I have most of the big ones, I think. I'm always an honest person. I'm very humble. I'm ambitious. I'm not always proactive. Fuck, sometimes I'm not even that reliable. <laughs> I mean, we have meetings and we set our stuff on our schedule that I have to cancel all the time. So, did you get the trash out today? I did. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I hope you got something out of that. You know, listen back and, and ask yourself how many of those 10 personality traits do you try to have on a normal basis? For me, I try to have them all as much as I can. It doesn't always work out that way. We know for a fact that Red only has about seven of them. We won't hold that against her. <laughs> So, all right, guys, till next time. Well, there you have it. That's our two cents, and that's our clean truth. For more information on Clean Eats, visit www.cleaneats.com. To find Yvonne and I on social media, on Instagram, I'm Don underscore Verity, V-A-R-A-D-Y. To find Yvonne, it's just Yvonne Verity, all lowercase. Thank you. Have a great day, guys.